0: Checkers, Wreckers, and more. Brought to you by How Patio and Windows. They bring you premier window, sunroom, siding, and roofing in all of Southwest Michigan since 1983.
1: Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, Jesus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of dominoes, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. I just want to take time to say thank you for my family, my two beautiful, beautiful, handsome, striking sons, Walker and Texas Ranger, or TR, as we call them, And of course, my red hot smoking wife.
0: what is going on everybody
2: happy Monday
0: happy freaking Monday Paul how are you doing man I'm doing pretty darn well for a Monday how are you buddy dude I'm great uh how patio hooked us up today uh we we
2: elevate week in and week out this is the most comfortable I think we've ever been
0: yeah we got some really comfortable bar stools uh we're up at their desk here
2: happy holidays from how patio and windows
0: you got it um so it's it's a great setup um I'm yeah. excited I can't thank them enough for everything they do for us uh
2: yeah yeah even even the setup process Colby's sticking around helping us out Kenny making sure we had everything we need so uh big shout out to you guys uh thank you hi mama mama's tuning in Vayner good to see you thanks for tuning back in buddy uh be sure uh we say it every week uh be sure to like follow comment share this page uh help get the word out it's a it's a big show tonight Hannah's uh huge in the industry so um looking forward to interviewing her and having a good time with everybody on a Monday night
0: yeah and I'm I'm nervous Uh, I've talked about this like the last half hour I'm really nervous and I usually don't get nervous doing this so I'm excited though
2: a whole bunch of comments just
0: came <laughs> through
2: at the same time. So, hello everyone. Uh Yes,
0: thank you for joining. There,
2: there's like this small lag where we go from like 14 viewers and then it's like 106. It's it's just a little weird. It's a little weird.
0: It, 106. That'd be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um so let's talk real quick. Uh, how was your weekend?
2: It was good. I feel like I I spent most of the day with you yesterday cuz I did, but uh it was fun. Went down to Shipshawana, Indiana on saturday had a great meal at the essen house bought a whole bunch of uh meat for the winter so i don't have to go out
0: mm-hmm. and then
2: uh, yeah yesterday my crew chief uh who i think is missing his calling as much as i love him as a crew chief as a chef uh made some high side hustlers and
0: holy oh you need that yeah, i'm sorry yeah, i yeah. holy
2: they were amazing and then he made blts for lunch today and he sent me pictures and whew, i could have i could have went for one of those so tom much appreciated uh sam for letting us come over watch the snowball derby it was a it was a damn good time um we'll talk more about that later
0: yeah yeah thank you again guys uh that was i know bryson this is this dude's got some moves and i do not have the moves i try but i just no rhythm
2: i disagree i've seen you dance (laughs)
0: when no we can't talk that that, was my birthday that's That's, no we're not going to talk about that
2: there's a video maybe it'll come out on your birthday next year but (laughs) no uh, we got to give one shout out to our first ever live guest uh justin Leroy. it's his birthday today happy birthday bud i hope you're uh, enjoying some ice cold miller lights and uh we'll see you here in a few months hopefully
0: yeah definitely happy birthday man so let's talk real quick um about what we're doing with these donations um so as you see this beard is thick, and this hair is long. <laughs> I am gonna up the ante today.
2: Well, before you go there, I need to tell a quick story from go last ahead. Monday. So we we always do a test run real quick to make sure everything's plugged in, sounding okay. Obviously it doesn't work that well because we have a lot of issues, but we try. And we do a test run and we're listening back and I'm like, what is that crackling? It was actually Chad's outrageously long beard here beard hairs hitting the microphone so now continue on
0: yeah so you know obviously we're we're new to this we got a late start um we want to help out the Kalamazoo uh cares for kids um they they I'm just gonna tell you right now their studio or
2: this is where the live camera person would come in handy because they could pan yeah so that's a hint to anybody looking for something to do on Monday nights
0: we don't pay
2: Nope. <laughs> you get some beer and you get to hang out with a couple cool guys.
0: Um, but the their, their studio, I don't even know what the showroom, I guess that we call it. The showroom is just packed with gifts right now, which is awesome. Um, there's a talking dinosaur over there, which is pretty cool. Um, but I want to do more. And that's when we did our Turkey thing, um, Turkey thing. If, It made me feel really good, and I just, I'm like, okay, we need to do something for Christmas because there's families out there that struggle, and I think Howe said, or Gary said they had 22 families right now. Look, if we can get $1,000, that's going to give them a couple more families, and it's going to be a great Christmas for those families.
2: Fantastic Christmas for those families.
0: So, obviously, if we hit $1,000, this beard is going to get shaved off. Also, we hit $1,000, I am going to shave my head bald
2: if we hit $1,001 I convinced him to shave his eyebrows as well
0: no but we're also going to do it live on our 19 on the 19th yep December um, 19th December 19th if we hit $1,000 uh live during our stream um uh, someone can come and shave my beard shave my head
2: I think I think Gary's gonna take that one so yeah. Yep, exactly. Bryson,
0: yep. Bryson, that's exactly what we're gonna do. We're gonna up that ante. Um because it I ne- just it
2: needs to go.
0: I'm so sick of eating food and having food like okay. <laughs> so uh, hopefully
2: Oh James is calling Brad a, Brad wow, out right now. Oh
0: wow, we got people calling <laughs> whoa we got people I like calling, it. I'm lugging yeah. it. So hopefully it all works out. You know, these are for families that, you know, struggle so.
2: And we'll post uh there's a couple posts on our page at Checkers Records and More. Um uh, but we'll post another one tomorrow after the show with the links to PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, whatever's easiest for you or if a cash or check works, uh yeah. that also works.
0: But a huge us. shout out to those who have donated um yep. that's greatly appreciated. We're we're getting there. It's a slow process, but uh got until the 14th uh we're opening up to the 14th um so hopefully we can make this work and uh just help some families out because i've been there so. yeah yep so yeah um gosh i kind of rushed it yeah we did we did I this usually doesn't happen <laughs> <laughs> um real quick though when not okay. oh. <laughs> uh anytime we have a guest on the show please ask your questions uh just ask any questions and we're going to ask her for you guys um and that goes to anyone just if you have any questions just ask what's up tina
2: if uh john bill clinton smith is out there tonight i i'm surely looking forward to you tonight (laughs) sir
0: (laughs) yeah we need a new clip (laughs) um also uh, a reminder on next week monday um our show we're going to do a live audience show Uh, we're going to try it out have we announced who the guest is yet I did today on okay. Facebook, but okay. uh, we are going to have Gary Howe as our guest. Um, we did have him on when we did the schedule release for Kansas Speedway, but we didn't get to interview him. And the guy's a funny guy. He's got stories. He's got lots of stories. He's been lots around. Lots of
2: smack talk, too.
0: As you see from my post from the 1900s. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, lots of smack talk, lots of great stories. Um, he's a great guy. Um, does a lot for not only... The racing community but just the community in general um so i think it'll be good having him on and actually being able to interview him kind of getting not the business side of him
2: yeah i, I mean anybody who spent time after hours after a fast friday <laughs> knows he is a good time good uh good stories so yeah <laughs> Lewis from Top Row Racing Media says he's gonna be here. Hopefully, everything aligns with Mother Nature, everything with work schedules. Uh, that'll be awesome um, to get him live in the studio too. So, let us know if you're coming because we we are actually making the game plan tonight about how we're gonna put the chairs out, how many chairs we need. Yep. So,
0: um, Tina, I don't know if Gary's gonna be cutting it, um, but I'm I'm willing to let anyone cut it, um, just because. this uh. I say fundraiser. This fundraiser kind of holds dear to my heart, so I'll let anyone do it. Just don't cut me and kill me. <laughs> you ever watch those shows where they're like shaving the dude's beard and he's like, hey, fuck
2: I have more money on it getting stuck trying to make a lap up your beard.
0: <laughs> you said make a lap. What? Um, No, it, it shaves pretty good.
2: Uh-oh. No. <laughs> We're just gonna leave that one alone.
0: I thought your phone was going up.
2: No, that's yours because I I,
0: oh this one's highest bidder. Oh
2: I uh right now if it comes through, I think Matthew Vayner
0: if yeah, I mean
2: said a hundred dollars going to you tonight. So did we just call him up? Highest bidder cuts it right now. Matt would get the uh the honors, yeah. I also, uh, mom. I don't know if I agree with that because I feel like she's gotten to cut it once or twice. She's never
0: life. cut my beard. No. Oh, okay. Nope. Never. And I don't think I'd let her. I love her, but I wouldn't let her.
2: That's a little rude.
0: No, it's just like no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we have a guest in the waiting room. We do. We do. Which we do. is good because we we really ran out of pre segments. Whoa, stuff, so. <laughs> whoa! Chuck just sent a hundred dollars. Oh so chuck may have to fly up from apopka florida and uh yep yep breaking news chuck's chuck's cash app is in my wallet right now so high better to cut chad's beard oh my gosh and to help a whole bunch of needy families you just get to cut his beard to have some fun
0: and shave my head
2: and his eyebrows
0: no we're not doing eyebrows <laughs> The eyebrows I'll, are going the on that <laughs> 1500 i'll do the eyebrows
2: all right, we'll see. We'll see. Let's get to the first mark. <laughs> we digress. If Whoa. we get to 500, we'll save the rights. <laughs> yes, Tom. Uh huh? I love that we, idea. No. <laughs> Just for a day. You got to go to work for one day with half a beard. Oh, gosh.
0: I'm not committing. No. What are Wonder. we doing? No, we're not. All right. No.
2: Let's we, mean it back. We, are,
0: yeah, this has gone way out the left field here.
2: So, without further ado.
0: Yeah, let me. This new, oh, we got a hold on. Did we see? Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh, all right. All right hey,
2: cool. <laughs> also, I had to do that same thing. So,
0: I, I, where did that come through? We got a private chat option. Oh. That's pretty cool.
2: Technology and me don't get along all that well. I just turn left.
0: Yeah, that's true. Sometimes. Sometimes. You do like to, never mind. we won't go there. All right. <clears throat> All right, so ready for it? Ready. Let's do it. man i failed again this is just this is just nothing new i'm always messing up something chad got button happy
2: (laughs) welcome in hannah how are you
1: i'm doing good how are you guys
2: i'm doing well thanks for joining us on this fine monday night
1: i feel like i joined in a really good part where all i joined in and i heard that there's now money on the line for shaving of beards and eyebrows i was like nice good place to join yes
2: yeah, we're 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 uh, assisting Kelsey Speedway with a local fundraiser for Christmas. So uh, Chad's outrageous thing going on. We're trying yeah, to get rid it of. So. Thank. <laughs> I, I
1: mean, I love it. No. it works. It works.
2: <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> well, no, right. we got So
1: oh,
2: Gary Howe, the promoter of Kelsey Speedway. We digress real quick. Uh, Tina can do a French. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say it. French wax if we do twelve hundred dollars on Chad.
0: Why? Why only twelve hundred? Like, I don't want no waxing for twelve hundred dollars. Like, I don't even we, know what
2: a French wax is. I'm, so.
0: I'm, I don't want to know anything with wax. I all don't right. want near anything.
2: All right, back to our guest. <laughs> <laughs> we may just have to have an episode with getting rid of Chad's facial hair. But oh my gosh! All right, question one always goes to Chad. Let's start this thing off.
0: <laughs> First off, thank you for joining us. Um, this is going to be a crazy night. We. uh we have to take it back level because we are crazy. So uh, who is Hannah Newhouse?
1: Um, That's a great question. Uh, and it has changed probably every couple of years uh, for the past 10 years in the sense that um, I'm born and raised in Southern Idaho, grew up out there, you know, did the whole, Karting when I was little, moved up through like late model ranks, did some, you know, what was at the time KN racing, now Arca racing. So I thought I wanted to be a race car driver and moved out to North Carolina to chase that. And then, as we all know, that is not an easy career path to try and chase. So it kind of was a snowball effect in the sense that I moved out to North Carolina and Found myself in a lease needing a job without a ride and a college dropout. And I was like, what am I gonna do? I can't go back to Idaho. So took a job actually as a writer uh for a motorsports media company, because I was going to school for communications at the time. And they were like, Hey, what if we send you out into the field? We need someone to go be a top shooter and shoot at Hickory Motor Speedway. And I was like, Okay. And then it was, okay, well, now we're going to send you and I want you to do some stuff in front of the camera. And I was like, well, I did some interviews when I was the driver, but I don't really know how that works on the other side of it. Long story short, fast forward to now, and uh, now I'm the reporter, Hannah. So it's kind of been fun to change change roles throughout the last couple of years, and it's continued to change. Like you guys said, who's Hannah? A couple of years ago, it was the pavement, asphalt you know, girl, like that's all I did was pavement asphalt racing. And then I got shuffled over into a NASCAR and then I got shuffled into, you know, two wheels, sports cars, and now it's primarily in dirt racing. So it's been, it's been a whirlwind.
2: That's a, that was a damn good answer. Very encompassing. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm going to steal Chad's question because I, I added a third part. So you mentioned you're starting to racing, what and who got you into racing and what year are we talking? About? What's the time frame?
1: So my dad raced and, um, my dad actually, we all, I mean, his first love is motocross to be quite frank. Um, he raced motocross. We go, go to the motocross tracks. And when I was really young, like three or four, he got in a really bad motocross accident and broke both of his legs. And after that moment, he was like, my kids are not racing motorcycles. No two wheels. Absolutely not. So he still had, you know, the knack and wanted to go racing, but kind of knew that motorcycles were probably going to be too hard on his legs and that kind of stuff. So he bought a go-kart, which turned into a late model or modified, which turned into a late model. And at that time he was like, well, I want to do this with my kids too. And we're not doing motorcycles because all of his buddies had kids that were on, you know, like fifties and that kind of stuff. And he's like, we're not doing this. So he bought a go-kart for us and was also going to the go-kart track with us. And next thing you know, we were a, pavement short track family. And so, I mean, my cousins did as well. A lot of them ended up in, in racing as well. So, I mean, it's, it's second generation, you know, cause he was racing the modified when I was little, little, but his first love is for sure motorcycles. And he'll tell you that. Um, but we were not all of it was always a, you know, double standard. We were never allowed to touch motorcycles. It was always <laughs> four wheels in a roll cage, um, which looking at my track record, it's probably a good thing that I had four wheels in a roll cage. Cause I still managed to hurt myself doing that. Um But, yeah, so that's kind of how it all started. You know, it's second generation. But I was in a cart at, man, you know, what is it, four and a half? They let you put kids in, like, kid carts or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Like, something just stupid where, like, you look at it now as an adult and you're like, whose idea was that? Like, I have a (laughs) 17-year-old sister, and she's on the road right now. Like, she has her driver's license, and that is mortifying to me. And, like, I moved across the country at 18. Like, I can't even, like, I wouldn't trust her to go to the grocery store. (laughs) (laughs) wild
2: i mean agreed but there's also <laughs> kids that are growing up that man they have more talent than some of the the older generation i feel
0: are we talking about Bryce brozel
2: sure if we're gonna throw names but <sighs> that uh, kid can wheel i get at four and a half i could not drive a go-kart i think i was probably seven or eight by the time i got into something with an engine so good for you good for you
1: Yeah, the age anymore, it's so crazy too to see how young people are getting into the sport. And again, coming more so from the pavement side, there's this weird push that happened in the last like five to seven, if not 10 years, where if you weren't like in a super late model by like 16, you weren't going to make it. Like, so people were trying to put kids in super late models at like 13 and 12 and pro late models. And I'm like, dude, this kid like just learned to tie his shoes. Like, what are we doing? But there are some kids that most definitely I think are more talented than some of the guys that have been racing late models forever. But again, that is a rabbit hole that we could go down.
2: That that rabbit hole, that's a, that's one of my favorite terms. Yes. Uh, so hold on, quick, <laughs> we'll put like a pinky toe into the rabbit hole. What are your thoughts on Cars Tours allowing? I knew we
1: it? were going to go there. <laughs> the moment I said that, I was like, mm, do I bring it up or are they going to bring it up?
2: You complete the fifth, it's all right. <laughs>
1: um no I mean I have no problem having an opinion on it I like I was in a pro truck which is a crate 602 very conventional setup truck at 13 I think is what it was and about west like you technically still weren't allowed in the pits if you were under 16 so like we were having to get like approval from the tracks and the series to go run this stuff and I mean I think I was in a super the fifth time first time at like I mean, like, maybe almost 16. So it's got to start somewhere. Like, when I and what I mean, it's got to start, like, it's, we've got to cap it somewhere and force people down. And instead, no one's doing that. Instead, everyone's seeing the people above them lower age limits and being like, oh, well, we've got to keep up with the trend. Like, someone somewhere needs to be like, no, 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 no. Pros <laughs> are going to be 14 supers are going to be 16 whatever and that's just it like that's the rule of the game and like you know we've got all these different touring series like everyone needs to sit down in a dang room and make a decision And like nascar's having the problem with it they've opened up their age limits because they're hurting for car count so they're opening up their age limit just because there are some kids out there that might have the backing to be able to do it and yes there are rare occasions where someone is talented enough to do it but like man someone somewhere has got to like start pushing back down to like get kids in legends get kids in bandoleros Get kids in crate cars. Like, we don't need twelve year olds in supers. But what do I know? I'm a reporter now.
2: (laughs) 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 That was that was a very good answer. I I like. Was we uh, was it last week we talked about that? Whenever they announced it, we dive down that rabbit hole. So
0: yeah,
1: Yeah, like there are some kids. Like truly, I think he's probably got to be twenty now. But like, I remember I went and watched the Oxford 250. six years ago now five years ago now and there was this kid that was like 13 and was like qualifying and was whooping up on everyone I think his name was Gabe Brown but I was like that is an example like that is a kid that has proved himself but just I don't know like I just feel like there's just so far and few between of those circumstances that like sorry someone's got to take the blunt of it and you might just have to wait till you're 15 and then you'll be even better like I don't know
2: you you can hope
1: yeah yeah (laughs) at this rate who knows <laughs> Go on, buddy. Um, i'm
2: yep, i'm feeling so, off you right now well, what was your first uh like big car experience was it the, was it the pro truck
1: um yeah so i would have went from go karts to the pro truck, which again was a 602 to like a limited which was the 604 like, late model. It was, like, the Camaro body style. So, you know, it's like a brick in the wind. Um, and then, yeah, and then into a Super. And then from Supers back into, like, or into a K&N car, which I know has more, like, technically more horsepower in some weird way. But, like, that thing drives, like, a Limited more than a Super does. Like, Supers are just in their own wheelhouses. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I was still pretty young when I was in a full-size car. But 300 versus 600 horsepower is a big difference.
2: Yeah. So, was your... And correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Meridian Speedway, was that your home track or one of?
1: Yeah. So, yes and no. Um, there was a there's a track that was a couple miles from my house called Magic Valley Speedway, and that's where I did a lot of my like racing in the early days. Because again, Meridian and Salt Lake City, Utah, which was Rocky Mountain Raceway Park, um, a lot of them had age restrictions still out there, and so Magic Valley was letting me race, and and then Rocky Mountain opened up their doors. And then Meridian did all kind of around like fifteen, sixteen. So then I was able to jump over and race the supers and that kind of stuff in their their local series. But yeah, I claim Meridian Speedway. I absolutely love that track, love the <laughs> facility, the people are incredible.
2: I uh, I one hundred percent agree. So uh, me and a guy, I hope he's still watching Chuck, who's been commenting on this. Uh, we had the lucky, lucky, the fortunate circumstance of coming across that track. We had uh, an event in Boise. And we were just looking for something to do. And we came across that track. It was there like night of destruction. Basically it's the Bowman
1: um, gray of the West coast. It, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It's That's great. The, right. The
2: the people watching was one of the most entertaining things out of that track. But then we went back with the, the asphalt sprint car and the late miles and all that, and the, the racing was just phenomenal. It's a cool little track right there. I mean, it it's in town, which is super yeah. cool. It reminds me of like Daytona where you walk across the street, you can get a slurpee and come back. So. Uh yeah, fan question. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. So uh Bryson BB wants to know, uh, what do you like more? Racing or being a reporter?
1: Ooh, see, I always love that one because I still get asked. I mean, I'm not I haven't been well, it doesn't a model, but we're not gonna we'll get in we not get into that later. But uh I haven't been behind the wheel in like a couple years, as far as like consistently. So I mean, it's bittersweet. I miss being a race car driver. Like, that's obviously the first love, and the competitive thing is there. But I have like, like I love being a broadcaster. Like, I I still get to go to the racetrack and do racetrack things with my racetrack friends, and I oddly feel like I just have less pressure, realistically, because like, I mean, I don't know. Like, there's I just not that there's not pressure to perform and be a broadcaster. I mean, there's some there's some broadcasts that I've been on where I want to puke before we go live <laughs> because it's just there's so much pressure but like i just like i love being a broadcaster like it's so much fun still getting to go and be a part of people's highs and be a part of people's lows cuz like when the people win you get to be a part of that so you just have like way less low nights than you did as a driver like the pressure and the things that were so out of your control as a driver were really really frustrating i mean there i mean anyone will tell you racing there's more lows than there are highs especially when you're the race team or driver where like i feel like i can just get to experience everyone else's highs my, and if I don't know if you guys can hear it, my little sister keeps calling me. Oh. the 17 year old is one, so I'm like, Oh, well, is she watching Facebook? Does she hear me <laughs> crap on her. Um,
2: send her the link,
1: yeah, just one. I'm want, like, we can <laughs> add Another guest, I keep trying to send her to like, like stop calling, even though I told her to call me earlier. Um, call oh. you later,
2: <laughs> Lewis from Top Row Racing Media. Actually. I think we both have the same question,
0: but that's okay. We'll let it. We'll let it go. Yeah, go
2: yeah. Let's go for it. Oh, you put it on there. Yeah, I yeah. put
0: it on there. Yeah. What is my, f- yeah, what is my that, favorite
1: so- moment as a broadcaster? Ooh, I don't know. There have just been some like really fun victory lanes that I've gotten to be a part of. You know, whether it's like first big wins, like, um like Mike McKinney winning over Hoffman at PDC this year was awesome. And getting to be a part of that was super cool. I mean, just some of the big, you know, you know, like Dennis are winning the championship this year. I got to do the championship interview. I got to be a part of that part of the full season. and um, I, I, I don't know that I have like a favorite moment. Like there's not one that I can think of that really stands out as like, Oh, that was so cool. You know? I can't wait to do that again. Or like, cause just that just doesn't happen. Like there are not very many op- chances where things happen twice like that. Um, but I just think like some of my favorite moments is like getting to be a part of some of those people's highs, you know, the first wins, like on people's tours or, you know, I mean, I like, I wasn't there this weekend, but I can't even imagine, you know, a being a part of Kenny Wallace's victory and then B (laughs) being there for Tyler herb. You know what I mean? Like you're that person in that moment for that person. So how do you orchestrate a situation like that? Not that that's a favorite moment, but just like, those are the ones that you look back on and you're like, Holy cow. You know what I mean? Like what? Like I get to do this. Like I get to be the person that is there for the driver, but also there for the broadcast. Like how do you, how do you maneuver that? Um, and I, I feel like I'm just beginning, you know what I mean? I, I have so many, I hopefully have so many more years and man, at the rate of races that I'm knocking off, who knows? There's a lot of opportunities to fudge up too. So.
2: We have a bleep button and we're not regulated by the FCC. So yes. you're okay there. We
1: love that.
0: <laughs> Two F by maximum.
2: Two, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh- we're going to digress real quick back to Chad's beard situation because another Gosh. fan question I love it uh, from Kenny Head. Don't you think Chad would look good without a beard? There's the one right answer here. So hopefully... Don't,
1: there, there really Do you is have a multiple. picture of you without a beard? Like, is there one somewhere on Facebook?
0: He was four. <laughs> I don't look good without a beard. It's not a good look for me. Um, <laughs> that makes it even better. That, that's why I'm like, uh, yeah it's i'm in danger <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> is we kind of talked about this uh i don't even remember what we watched who won there's the guys that are super excited that no matter what it is it may be a b feature their first heat win that just get out and it's the pure emotion and then you have with all due respect, the Jimmy Johnsons, with the very professional, like, I'm going to smile, thank my crew, thank my sponsors, and then go back to my motor coach, Yep. what would you prefer?
1: <laughs> um, weirdly enough, it depends on the day because – there are days where we are in a hurry to get a show in on rain delay, and it's like, thank your team, thank your sponsor, let's go, like, we're trying to do stuff. Um, and then there are days where, like, dude, you just won, like, $30,000, like, can we get a little <laughs> excited for it? Like, come on, you know? There's a couple people that come to mind. Um <laughs> Very, like, very
2: specific money amount too i love it yeah
1: but like i'm just like can we just get excited and i get it like they're you know you hate to say it but like those people are usually the ones that have seen so much success they're like don't do wrong they get excited but it's like you know okay let's do the same same old song and dance and victory lane again but like people like people like ash and winger in them i never know what i'm gonna get out of that kid like <laughs> I could stick a microphone in his face and I thoroughly and truly do not know what he is going to say, which as a broadcaster, you enjoy that excitement, but also, you know, in the short track racing levels and in the dirt racing and, you know, in like the world of streaming, so we're just doing streaming, um, you play roulette with what they're going to say. And so sometimes as a broadcaster, that makes you a little uncomfortable because you're like, Okay. I can like, I can't predict this. Like I, he could start throwing F-bombs. He could start yelling at this, you know, going after me. Like, I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. So sometimes those people are a little bit harder to read, but that is also the nice thing about streaming is you're like, well, sorry about the language there guys. Uh, Next. (laughs) So that is one fun thing that I do enjoy about the streaming. And that does again, lax things up a lot is there's just not as much pressure um, I would say, but yeah, some days there are some days it's great to just have someone that knows exactly what they're going to say and it's easygoing and it's predictable, but that excitement is definitely preferred. Cause then it makes you excited, right? Like you can yep. feel the inflection when, when the conversation's going on.
0: I mean, Paul and I finished third place in the stacker car and we got out and cracked beers and sprayed beers, all over the photographers. And like, we didn't even win the race. Like
2: I'm pretty sure we were a lap down too at third place, but
1: <laughs> I, my, uh They occasionally, most of the time they don't, but I occasionally do the, um, support division interviews. Like if they've got an announcer that's up in the tower and there's just no logical, feasible, feasible way for like them to get down and do the local class interviews. Also, sometimes I'll be like, all right, I'll do them. Like if it's, you know, your street stocks or your modifieds or whatever. Um, but we were at, oh shoot. Um, us 36 maybe, right. That's in Kansas, I think. I think we were at US 36 on a Sunday and it was a Hornet class. And it was two brothers that raced each other. And I'm walking up to do the interview with the winner and unaware that it's two brothers. And the other one comes up and hits the other one in the back of the bumper and just lights that thing up, revs it up and I'm like, what is going on? Like, these are Hornets. So I'm like, this is gonna be an awesome interview. They said it's his first win ever. He's been racing in this class for like seven years. I'm listening to the local announcer like feed me this information. This kid gets out of the car and I'm like, he's going to be stoked. This is going to be a great Hornet interview. And I was like, you know, congratulations. The first win, long time coming. How does it finally feel? And he goes, pretty neat. Gets back <laughs> in his car and takes off. And I was like,
0: what? my drop moment.
1: <laughs> Literally, I'm like, you need to have pretty neat shirts. Like, I don't know if you've got the clientele there, but like, it's just, again, those are the unpredictable things where you're like, huh. I wouldn't mind a thank my my sponsor and my team in this moment, but that's okay. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It was awesome. I think it's probably still somewhere on Dirt Vision. I was like, well, that's your Hornets (laughs) winner.
2: Yeah. That would probably be me. No, I've seen you win.
0: Once.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's some people that just, like, clam up on camera, too. Like, you'll have a conversation with them, and the moment that light comes on, they're like,
0: like, do like you it's okay, events.
1: you can tell, oh, bad, super mm-hmm. bad.
2: Do we have a, what can I do with my hands?
0: No, I never added that.
2: I know, <laughs> I failed. <laughs> Next week.
0: Yeah, we'll get that, I gotta get this, yeah. So, my question is, uh, do you prefer quarter mile, three-eighths mile, or, in Paul's words, six-twelfths mile? Six-twelfths. <laughs> quarter, wait,
1: quarter mile? Well, six-twelfths, obviously, a half mile, but six... <laughs> Mile.
2: I, <laughs> I hope my crew chief is still watching. There was a small incident at the snowball derby yesterday. I asked if five flags was a half mile or five tenths, and I'm never gonna live it down.
1: <laughs> good. So that's so, something I would do. So it's okay. Oh. Six twelfths, eight sixteenths.
0: <laughs> yep, it goes on and on. What in the I heck? Blocked did we him. got okay. Good. Him.
1: Holy crap! <laughs> this
0: is this is the problem with. Oh, what the hell? Control oh, if I click over oh.
1: here, I can, oh whoa. I was like, if I click yeah. over here, I can I can see the comments. Nice. Are you gonna... I got it? All
0: right. An what? error occurred. Put the user in timeout.
2: <laughs> we digress. Uh Tom, ooh, that's my crew chief. Uh the 924 smile out in Kalen's zoo is his favorite. <laughs>
1: But we would break it, like, people's brains if we started talking about that. It broke like, my Like you were like, yeah, welcome to, to him. <laughs> The 816th. I'm going to start doing that. We're going to get just, shirts just really going to,
2: yeah. This days, is my favorite 2-4 really yeah. yep. really Smile track.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I actually do like that. That's pretty funny. What's your favorite 2-4 Smile Copyright,
2: yeah. and more. <laughs> I can't. So back to the answer to the question.
0: Yeah, sorry. I don't <laughs> actually know what
1: the question is anymore, if we're being oh. honest.
0: Uh, do you prefer a quarter mile, three-eighths mile, or half a mile track?
1: Um, Honestly, anything under a half mile is fine with me. Like, now having worked, you know, NASCAR stuff like that, like, give me the short tracks all day. And, like, it's tough, though, because I work so many disciplines anymore of racing. You know, it's like if I'm going to watch... Late models, um, I don't mind them on a little bit of a bigger track if it's you know racier. But it's like if I'm gonna go work midgets, I prefer them on something smaller, you know, because then it's racier for them, you know, that's not so speed speed dependent. So I'm, I don't, I'm not picky.
2: <laughs> so, deflection of questions. Uh, you bring up midgets. Who's that in the background?
1: Uh, I'm backwards right there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was going to say, there's a Sprint car there. Um, this is also our office slash guest room slash wedding room. And it is packed. So I apologize. It's the only, like place in the house right now. It's not a disaster. It's also a disaster, though. I mean, our first uh, few podcast Dylan.
0: episodes were we'll a truck.
2: Oh, that's it?
1: Okay. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I don't know where that's from, but that is Dylan. Somewhere.
2: Somewhere.
1: <laughs> I let him decorate this office, so.
2: You can tell. You can tell. It's a very guy decorated office.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, cars. like randomly placed race cars and clocks that are like not even on the wall.
2: Uh, There's like trophies
1: so, around here. I'm like, okay, dude.
2: <laughs> so uh, Chad asked the the track size question. Very important question here. Dirt or asphalt? What's your preference?
1: No, why you guys got to do me dirty like this?
2: It's It's a two-part question, so it only gets worse.
1: Oh, good, good. (laughs) I would say, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get so much hate for this. I would say I have enjoyed my time in dirt racing more than I have in pavement racing. And I just think that the atmosphere, the expectations, like, the overall racing has been better the last couple of years that i've been in dirt racing um than in pavement out here just cuz north carolina pavement racing is like east coast pavement racing is just insane like it just was clicky and money and sometimes there weren't very great races and you know it was very i always joked that i interviewed more toddlers and super late models in pavement than i ever have in my entire life goes back <laughs> to our cars tour conversation earlier um So I think that's what I liked just about the dirt racing is just, you got a wide variety of, you know, experienced people that cared about their race cars. Um, But I mean, like, I still love pavement racing. Like i still, you know, I was supposed to go to the Derby this past weekend, uh, but it was my first off weekend since sunshine nationals in January. So I was like, I think I'm going to stay home. So uh, like, I still, yeah, like I'll still, I still try to go to pavement stuff. I love going to pavement tracks, you know, we still watch the NASCAR races. I still work IMSA, watch the Indy Car races. Um, I've just really enjoyed working during the last couple of years.
0: And that's funny because, Paul, you mentioned something after uh, Charlotte that, you know, the atmosphere at a dirt track is completely different than the atmosphere at a, a pavement track. Yep. Um, so it's that's, that's, that's crazy to hear that. So.
2: Yeah, the, uh, and granted, the World Finals is an event. It's not, you know, your local Saturday night track, but you still, you see guys at a local Saturday night track who are going to offer t-shirts out of their trailer. You know, there's, I think maybe myself and one other guy that does that at Zoo. So, um, I think you answered part two because part two was asphalt late models or dirt late models. So I think (laughs) you answered that too.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, I still love asphalt super late models. Like I think they're just really mean looking and they're like, really fun to listen to and they do put on some great races but I got to drive a dirt late model and it was in the half day that I re- like tested it the most fun that I think I've ever had I mean I put it in the wall but that's not <laughs> the point the point was that it was so much fun and like now I understand why people you know I mean I've had friends that race asphalt they jump in a dirt car and they're like this is so much fun um but it's also really hard to unlearn your pavement stuff and go try and drive a dirt car because they are so different clearly put in the wall um so what
0: kind of advice would you give somebody considering moving into a profession like you're in now
1: um i always feel like i'm in a really weird position to you know, when people ask me what they can do, because I just took such an unconventional route, you know, this wasn't something that I went to school for, this wasn't something that I always kind of had, you know, checkmarked as a career goal. And I don't get me wrong, ever since I kind of like switched over and made that decision. I mean, it's been full force, like I've done everything I possibly can to be successful in this role. Um, But the field experience is huge and diversifying yourself. You know, I know a lot of great reporters out there that only report on one thing, and they're only comfortable in, that one discipline. And I think the best thing that people can do for themselves is to diversify themselves and, and get, you know, for people that aren't familiar with, you know, like our resumes aren't on paper. Our resumes are called film reels and it's basically a three to five minute video of your best work. And in those three to five minutes, you have to show that you, you know, how you can diversify yourself, how you're better than someone else on camera essentially. And so, you know, that's something that I've taken pride in is the fact that I have everything from, dirt to asphalt to two wheels to four wheels, sports cars, late models, midgets. I mean, motocross, you name it, is on my reel. And I've also done everything from hosting to pit reporting to color to play-by-play. You know, and so I always say as much as someone can diversify themselves, it may be uncomfortable, but it'll help you so much more in the long run of being more comfortable in something, you know, that that you are good at. So getting that experience at your local track, you know, volunteering for a couple races to be the pit reporter, volunteering to sit in during a practice and help call something, um YouTube. I know so many people that have literally gotten places simply by doing post-race YouTube breakdowns and putting together stuff like that and then, you know, diversifying yourself and some people, you know, are just reporters and that's great and they can make it that way, but any more in the day and age we're in. I mean, I've worked gigs where I've had to take a camera to the track, shoot all my own B-roll Put it together with my stand up, shoulder my interviews, and then be able to edit it into the package that it needs to go into. So, like, knowing that stuff Man. is huge, 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 huge. And it's, I mean, my fiance Dylan went to school for it. He went to Ball State, went to communications, was in the sports league program, learned how to do that. And like, I learned it in the field, sink or swim. And, <laughs> but like, having that knowledge, it's out there. It's on YouTube. It's on, you know, you can Google it. There are classes you can take. Um, but just being able to kind of like develop yourself as a full package is, is, a huge sell point.
0: That's awesome. So should I show top? Yeah. This a good question. So I'm going to let you read this cause it's a lot.
1: Um, let's see here. <laughs> it, yeah. And the B mod, It made the rules, man rules right now in dirt racing is a mess. <laughs> um to me that's why we have pri everyone get in the same room sit down let's talk um yeah that's really tough especially because like you know bringing I was unaware of the fact that <laughs> there was that many sanctioning bodies in the B mod race doesn't I mean I know I'm sure there was probably maybe not actually seven but uh probably somewhere close uh you know, I think one thing that pavement late model racing has hit on recently is they've created that national tour and they've basically created that national tour by merging together the four large regional touring late models. They all sat down in a room together. They appointed one person, the head person, and then they all said, okay, what do we like about each other's packages? What do we like about each other's rules? We understand that realistically, like, you know, if you come run down South, it might be a different tire compound than if you go run in the Midwest and, like, you know, the dark, dark clay or whatever. So there's some things that you just can't budge on, but I think, like, man, these series need to start talking to each other. Like, that's my biggest frustration, too, with, like, some of these racetracks that are, like, oh, you know, it's a Saturday night and we've got a low car count. And I'm like, okay, but you scheduled up against PDC. Or, okay, but you scheduled up against Eldora. Like, Get in the room, get on your laptop, look at schedules, and help each other out. Like, I think, I can't remember who it was, but there was a racetrack that I just saw recently that actually switched. They were a Saturday night program, and they just switched their whole 2023 schedule to a Friday night program. And they did that specifically because they worked with another track in the region, and they're offering, like, pay bonuses to drivers that run at both racetracks.
2: That's huge. That's smart. Huge. Yep.
1: That's so smart. Get in the same room, people. Talk to each other, you know? And that's one thing that, like, I know there's a lot of talk going on right now in Dirt Lake Model Racing about this uniform tire rule and no grooving tires. And I know, I know there's conversations that are going to happen about droop over the next couple weeks um, going into the next season and trying to make sure that Lucas and, you know, and World of Outlaws and everyone's on the same page. So they just all need to get in the same room. like. And I think a, an event like PRI is perfect like yep. so much take the initiative sit down yep. talk to each yeah. other
2: you have the platform use mm-hmm. it so. yeah
1: yeah and that's another thing too and that, again rabbit hole we could get into that but there are so <laughs> many like series and tracks that refuse to and I'm not saying like they refuse to get with the times like get on your you know facebook page and see what other tracks are doing for promotion you know get on your facebook page and see what people are saying like sometimes it's not the greatest but like exposing yourself to that is only going to help. I think you're, you know, people, people do better. Like they're, they're, are track promoters that I've met that like have no form of social media, no phone, no nothing, no promoter. And they're over here like, well, how come no one showed up for our big race? I'm like, did anyone know it was a big race? You know <laughs> what I mean? So it's like, you gotta people start talking. We got social media. Sometimes I want to shut Twitter down, but let me tell you, it can also help you.
2: Yep.
0: Get with the times.
2: We just had that conversation yesterday too. Uh, social media is,
1: you're best the and your worst I,
2: Yeah. It's how I get 99% of any news out <laughs> yeah. there anymore. And it, I hate it because sometimes I'm just like, I want done with it, but you can't. You can't at yeah. this level.
1: Yep. I would love to cancel Twitter sometimes and just shut my Twitter <laughs> off. But like you said, I get most of my news from Twitter. Yep. <laughs> what a day to be alive.
0: Right. So, uh, one of my last few questions here, and I'm gonna let because I know Paul has a bunch of questions left. Uh, what would your favorite racing event be?
1: Um, well, Chili Bowl is definitely up there. Chili Bowl is incredible. Um, I have quickly learned I don't need to be there any earlier than like Thursday, <laughs> as per the last couple of years that I've gone in on like a Tuesday, and then I'm ready to go home on like Friday. Um, so Chili Bowl is incredible. Uh, Prairie Dirt Classic PDC at Fairbury was a race that even when I was a pavement person and didn't know the first thing about dirtly models, I knew what PDC was. Um, so PDC is like just the coolest event that they shut down the town. Everyone rides their golf carts everywhere. They've got people camping on the high school diamond baseball field. I mean, it's just like so much fun. So much fun um and the racing is always great um when i went to sorry i'm, I'm, I'm bouncing around the oxford mm-hmm. 250 was super cool i enjoyed that one a lot up in maine um and then of course the snowball derby there's nothing more intense than qualifying night of the snowball derby and having been able to be there and be standing on pit road and i mean like single car qualifying you're watching people's names Tick up and down, and you know, once you qualify, you're at the mercy of what's going on, and that is the, probably the most intense thing I've ever been a part of. Was like snowball derby qualifying. So there's just some really cool events out there. I think like one of the only few ones that I haven't been to that I really wanted to go to is I've been to Kings Royal Eldora. That's still on my list.
2: Um, Clash. I was just gonna say I haven't heard that one. You mentioned. Yep, yeah, I haven't
1: been to the Clash yet. Do they still run that with Outlaw? like yeah. Body, yeah, so Kalamazoo Clash and then um, Milk Bowl. That's at uh, Vermont where they kiss the cow. Oh, boy. You don't know what I'm talking about? Is it? I think ACT used to put it on, but they kiss a cow in Victory Lane. So, like, other than that, I feel like I've been to, like, most of the really big ones. Like, I've been to Money in the Bank. I've been to All-American. I've been to Winchester. I've been to, like, all the West Coast ones. I didn't get to go to Jakasa when they ran that races at Jakasa. Yeah. Yep, facility, I didn't get to go to any of those, which is crummy. I really, really wanted to go to that facility. So, yeah, I still have not been to the Kalamazoo Clash. Actually, it's funny you say that.
0: I'm just I'm gonna self promote the Kalamazoo Clash because they run they ran it last year with the street stocks, the template templates, the emails, yep. and the super outlaws in that. It's a it's a must see show uh, with all three classes. It's a great day.
1: Is T- is Tyler Rohrig still racing all of those? Yes. Is. is he still yeah. kicking everyone's butt?
2: Oh yeah, nothing's changed yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> he's no, uh. Hold he's, up. He's he's dabbled. Well, Phil Bozell actually, he was a guest a few weeks ago. He won the the clash this year. Okay. Um, but yeah, Tyler's kind of dabbled into the asphalt sprint car world, and uh, yeah, he's kicking ass there. So. Yeah. No, yeah. nobody's shocked by that kids those are, people are kids crazy are
1: pavement sprint car people that's wild like nope. dirt sprint car people are also crazy but like <laughs> sprint car people in general are crazy yeah.
2: yeah so my crew chief also uh another good question here for chad
1: <laughs>
0: this is not my interview
2: <laughs> no but chad has a thing with snakes and we were talking about the I rattler yesterday
1: oh right. in alabama <laughs> yeah i hate snakes i hate snakes too I told them
0: that if I was leading that race, I would spin myself off the last lap not to hold the snake.
1: They kind of hold it for you, don't they? Like
0: I don't want that snake anywhere near me.
1: My- <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, So, fair. Tom,
0: yes, I would kiss a cow.
1: Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to send you guys pictures later of it. It's called the Milk Bowl. It's at it's Vermont Speed Bowl, maybe? And, yeah, they literally they bring this big cow down to victory so lane. You have to kiss the cow and I'll
2: look it it I I would love, yeah. Like, if I had a cow,
0: I'd name it Bessie. Like, that's just me. I'm not, nothing. (coughs)
2: So, who has been your, I don't want to say favorite, but most enjoyable interview across all forms, any division? Who was the one that stood out like, damn, I wish I could interview this person every time?
1: Um... That's so tough. Um, Mike Shank is probably one of the funniest people that I've had, like, most intense interviews. And, again, we talk about roulette. I literally (laughs) never know what that man is going to say. And it is very nerve-wracking. But he is so excited and enthusiastic. Just, like, every time you put him on camera, he's just raw emotion. And you're like, I don't know what he's going to say. Mike Shank is really fun. I've got an interview in both an IndyCar and an IMSA. Um I used to not enjoy interviewing Noah Gregson because I never knew what he was going to say, but again, that's also now a really <laughs> enjoyable thing because I never know what he's going to say. Uh, um I'm trying to like bounce around and think about who is enjoyable even like on the dirt side. Um Shoot. <laughs> Yeah, some of the some of the like Simon Pagino is also one of those people. He's just like so excited all the time. And even most most time, like even when he's really upset, he's very professional with you. He gives you great answers. Um and is always really nice to talk to. Um, Zach Dom when he won his in one of the midget championship this year, I did to do that interview. And I didn't know if we were gonna be able to air it. I was cracking up. <laughs> so he just I think I think I mean there's one or two in every discipline, right, that like you secretly kind of cheer for because you know the interview is going to be fun and you know it's going to be excitable. <laughs> um yeah, there's there's definitely ones that you root for just just for the interview aspect of it and it's just usually the ones that are just pure and raw motion, right? That like like I remember winger told me 2 years ago that if he won PDC he was going to skinny dip in the pond or no, at Cedar Lake. He was going to skinny dip into the pond at Cedar Lake and I was like like, that'd be pretty funny. I Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, again, we go back to the streaming aspect. I think we're allowed to show that. Yep. So
2: You can add a blur in.
1: Yeah. I mean, they were prepared. I told them well before the race even started, if this happens. Um, so, like, you just root for those people to win because they're just living in the moment. They're excited to be there. Their interviews are exciting. Um, yeah. There's definitely a couple in every group.
2: Oh, yeah. I have one more, Chad. How about you?
0: I, I'm, I'm. My questions are done. That's, I knew you had more than me, so. All right.
2: Any plans to get back in a race car anytime soon?
1: Um, man, not that I'm aware of. I have had a heck of a time finding an off weekend, to be quite frank. Um, <laughs> that's, that's been the biggest thing. Is you know, like my my dad still owns a super light model back home. He races it a handful of times a year, and still owns a pro truck that um, he rents out and someone else fields it. So we have got the cars, but getting back to Idaho is really tough because it's a full day there, a full day back. And our season's really only from April to September because it's so cold and there's snow most of the time of the year. Um and then out here, yeah, like it's just tough. Like there's just not a lot of, a lot, a lot of off weekends. The team that I was playing around in their in their Dirt Lake model, they wanted me to go run Fayetteville and would call me and be like, hey, come run Fayetteville. Let's go. And I'm like, I yeah, I can't. I've gotta work. Like I I did a hundred and something races this year. So I would love to to answer that question. I would love to, but it's I'm in a very fortunate position to where I do have a lot of work and it's really hard to turn it down right now. So and I you know what? I enjoy I again, like I said, I enjoy just going to the racetrack. I get to do racetrack things with my racetrack friends and I'm still there enjoying it just as much as everyone else and experiencing the highs and the lows with them. And I don't have to fix anything when I leave.
2: Amen to that. What's your next event? What do you got to broadcast um, next?
1: So I am actually off until Rolex. So I'll be on the 24 hours of roll of Daytona for NBC. Um, I'll be on Rolex for that whole weekend. So whew, that's awesome. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like bottom of the totem pole, which is totally cool. Um, So I definitely get the graveyard shift. (laughs) But the fun thing about it is I'm pretty sure Dylan is also on the graveyard shift with me. And we get married the weekend beforehand. So it'll be like our first race together right after we get married. And we're probably going to be on air from like 11 p.m. to like 3 a.m. And (laughs) And
2: what better better place to honeymoon than Daytona?
1: And it's usually cold and miserable.
2: Yep. And a so, little
1: rainy. Yeah. And a rainy. Yeah. And that's what everyone says <laughs> that say everyone's cold. like, you're Oh no. It like, listen, as someone who grew up in a ton of snow, True. I mean you guys okay. know.
0: I'll give you that. East
1: Coast, like ocean cold because it just drenches the inside of your clothes and then it's like you just cannot get warm. Like I grew up in tons of snow and East Coast cold sucks. I'll give you that. Yeah, it's miserable. So Yep, I'm off till Rolex. Uh, I have not decided if I'm going to Chili Bowl or not yet. Dylan is Dylan's racing. Nice. But it's also the weekend before our wedding. <laughs> so I'm trying to decide if I'm going to have my sanity by then or not. And if he prelims on Thursday, I might go. But if it's any earlier than Thursday, I'm sure I'll have pulled my hair out by then. So <laughs> don't plan a wedding during a race season. It's a terrible idea. Just a <laughs>
0: You
2: heard it here first. Breaking news. <laughs> yeah,
1: just a loaf. Just a it's lot. It's a lot.
2: Awesome. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for. Oh, actually, no. One big thing, I wanted to talk about your podcast real quick. Sealed off.
1: Oh, RIP.
2: Oh, all right. Oh, damn. Oh, Foot in mile.
1: <laughs> no. It's all good. It. I don't think we haven't done it in man three years. Paul, oh. um,
2: listen, listen. I'm a busy guy. I'm gonna blame my assistant on this one for <laughs> handing me old notes.
1: <laughs>
2: I always pass the blame.
1: Well, that was actually that's actually a super like like it was a super fun podcast. Um, it was just again one of those really fun things where we had payment super late model late model people on, and it was awesome. But we, I was just starting to travel every single weekend. And so we were only able to record, like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But my co-host, Jacqueline, um, also worked a nine-to-five. So then we could only do it after five, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But we also had to coordinate around a guest. Plus, I had to edit it and then get it back to someone who could, like, put it up. And it just got to the point where I was like, I have way too many irons in the fire right now. Plus, I was doing NASCAR Coast to Coast for MRN. And I was filling in there, and I was filling in on podcasts for Dirty Mo. So I was like, something's got to go somewhere. (laughs) And it's the one that I'm editing. So
0: (laughs) So, uh, we're done. Are you you still working with Dirty Mo or no?
1: Yeah, so I did the whole season of the Dale Jr. download this year. Um, And, I mean, as of right now, I think I I I should be going back. Um, And then... I'm trying to think of what else. I'm not over at MRN anymore. Uh, I'm not doing any NASCAR just because 60-something Dirt late model races kind of cuts into a 35-race NASCAR schedule pretty fast. Um, but we should be launching some podcast stuff over at Dirt Vision here soon, which I think will be really fun. Um, we're going to do some video and audio podcast stuff that uh, they're letting me kind of take some charge on, which I'm not sure is in anyone's best interest. But we're here for content. Um, so... Yeah, no, it'll be fun. I mean, they they keep me busy. So they I managed to keep myself also very busy.
2: <laughs> Sounds like it.
1: That's awesome yeah. though. That's cool. No, well, it's thank super you. fun.
2: Yeah. Thank you again for taking your time out yes. on a Monday night. And uh man, it was fun. Lots was of fun. laughs. Uh best of luck in the off season and going into 2023. Have a great wedding.
0: Yes. Congrats, by the way.
2: All oh, done. Hey. We all said hello.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Hopefully, uh, if we talk again, you have your uh, your beards and eyebrows.
2: <laughs> no, I hope we don't. Well, I will. He won't. <laughs>
0: oh, I love man.
1: that. Well, awesome. Well, awesome. thank
0: you, Hannah. Um, it's Thanks, been guys. Yep. Appreciate Have it. Have a
2: great night. Take care.
0: So that was cool. Um, she's cool. Like that's that's that down to earth. Like that was good shit.
2: Donkey button. Yeah, Matt. That did deserve a donkey button. <laughs> my, my notes are old. Apparently
0: no it's okay it happens like i could have swore because i i did a lot of research on her just to try to think of questions because what are you doing? i don't <laughs> don't let me
2: hear the soundboard either apparently
0: <laughs> i had i had the perfect this ones. is paul
2: <laughs> what? i don't anyway we digress let's move into the next oh uh next gosh. section here <laughs>
0: so uh we're gonna jump right into crash of the week
2: presented by top row racing media
0: and we're trying a little bit different today um so let me get in here this is something new we're trying um, all right here we go <laughs>
2: It's now time for the Checkers, Wreckers, and More Podcast Crash of the Week presented by Top Row Racing Media,
1: your Friday night home for Kalamazoo Speedway racing action in
0: 2023. Let us know you can hear us. Uh, we got a two. This is uh, South Bend Speedway. Oh, gosh. Oh. The thud that car in made into the wall. Yeah, that's, that's a hard uh, yeah, hit. I mean, just look at this. I mean, the race is done. Like, I don't... I guess I don't understand.
2: Yeah, so, some had to happen coming out of four there, but the, the angle... <laughs> that, car, or, that car hit. Oh, oh sorry. Wrong that. That hit. Luckily, oh, we'll go in and come to and then we'll come talk come. about it. it. was also a South Bend road, right? Oh,
0: uh. So the number five car, uh, I guess he broke a hose and uh, he just lost it. And that could have been so much worse.
2: I mean, that, that was already a terrible angle to flip into the wall. But uh, the good news is everybody, for the most part, walked away. No poke bones, no major injuries, just some bruising. I'll um, live to race another day, which Top Pro Race Media, like we talk every week, somehow always manages to get these shots. Uh, the video footage i'm pumped full-time at Zoo in 2023 there's going to be a lot of wrecks of the week i feel coming out of Zoo. that's going to yep. be that's going to be awesome so uh lewis thank you for that make sure you go over to top row racing media uh that video will go live for your viewing pleasure at 8 p.m tonight over there um give them a like give them a f- uh, follow or share it uh, You also just got onto instagram so make sure you go follow it there too um,
0: so real quick on that wreck um the first wreck He said, uh, despite the head on hit, Ashton is itching to get back in the car and race again. Uh, she was at almost every race after that crash. So yeah, good stuff, Lewis. Uh, we we love it when you send us the stuff because
2: man, we, we, the problem is, is we watched that clip for about 10 minutes, just talking about it. And then we get to talk about it on here too, which is awesome, but glad everybody was able to walk away from those.
0: I agree. So uh, we're gonna jump right into our next segment. Uh, let me move around here. Boom, 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 boom. Sissy's mom has got it going on. She's all I want and I've waited for so long. Sissy, can't you see? You're just not the girl for me. I know it might be wrong, but I'm in love. This is Mom of the Week presented by EMA Enterprises. They have four great locations, and I'm going to quick talk about this. I swung into Liz's Cafe on
2: Saturday, Saturday,
0: Saturday morning, and oh, my gosh. I, I'm getting hungry talking about this. Their, their biscuits and gravy were so good. Um, my, my son, he had uh, Fruity Pebble's. Pancakes and he's a very picky eater, and he destroyed them. My daughter ate like three fried eggs. Um, it was, it was great. Um, the service is always great over there. Um, so make sure, uh, whoever gets these moms of the week, go check out Liz's, go check out Michelle's. It, it's such good food. So, our winner for this week, drum roll, please. It's right somewhere I'm not prepped for it, unless you know where it's at. <laughs> I got
2: you, buddy. Never (laughs) mind Just go into it (laughs) There we go
0: Mom of the week today is Susan Laduke. Now, if you don't know the Laduke name, just look at your street stock or one of our first guests, Ricky's mom. Instead of Stacy's mom, it's Ricky's mom. Um, if you're watching Sue, we we gotta update your photos because I was trying to get good photos of you and like your family, like Ricky. Like I thoroughly my,
2: enjoyed Baby Ricky, though. Yes,
0: Baby <laughs> Ricky was great but um i want to set a goal this year is i want to get an updated picture of you and ricky um you'll thank me trust me all right so this is what sue has to say racing has been in my family for multiple generations between my dad great uncle bob and now ricky i love the racing family i have been in the medical field for over 20 plus years and i'm trying to bring residents with me to come watch races besides racing i love to fish with my son but next season i will be full mom mode uh first off thank you for uh the medical uh we appreciate that a lot of people appreciate what you do there um but also thank you for doing what you do as a mom to help drive and support the family with racing ricky's one hell of a wheel man and if one it wasn't
2: hell a, one hell of a dude
0: and one hell of a dude too um if it wasn't for the great moms like you we wouldn't have some of these great racers out there so thank you from paul and i for everything you do
2: congrats on the win uh we not we chad i, I couldn't go chad picked up the gift cards. so uh, all previous mom of the week winners will be receiving a gift card to uh either liz liz's or michelle's on uh, we'll be sending them out to any of the future mom of the weeks through we're going to wrap this up uh
0: the first week of April
2: yeah right before Kamsu kicks off the season because then we'll be in full-blown race mode and then we'll pick it up back in the off season so uh again thank you to to our supporters EMA Enterprises Topper Racing Media two of my favorite uh segments learn more about the moms of this sport doing this than talking to me at the racetrack so it's pretty cool
0: and you know it's funny because when I rolled out I mean I was laying in bed with Alicia and I'm like oh my gosh mom of the week it was it was starting as like a joke because Paul and I. Well, most anyone in PJP, we joke about moms. Well, we always do mom jokes. But going into this, you know, it made me realize, look, if it wasn't for some of these moms, would Ricky be out there? Would you know Matt Elsie Jr., would he be out there? You know would Taylor and her I can't even think her brother, uh Sexton um uh, oh my gosh. You're you're there, you know his anywho would those kids be out on these tracks if it wasn't for the moms? Because the moms not only help with, you know, promoting them or motivating them, but as young, they, they get their suits ready. Right, they get their helmets ready. Right, they clean their car. They, they crew your mom was a spotter. Like, thank you. And th- that opened my eyes a little bit too. So,
2: yep, for sure.
0: So we're going to jump in one of my favorite segments.
2: All right, so my final thoughts tonight uh, revolve around the event that happened yesterday, the Snowball Derby. Uh, First off, congrats to Derek Thorne for yet another dominating performance throughout the race and being able to finally seal the deal. He's had a rough couple last few laps, the the couple years leading up to it, um, was able to seal the deal yesterday. So nice job to him and his crew. Um, And I got to say, I was impressed as hell with the overall clean driving in that race. Um, It can be done, which is awesome. Uh, Sammy Smith had every opportunity to dump Derek Thorne there at the end. <laughs> um, made a couple aggressive move on some late race restarts, uh, but chose to race clean. And it's refreshing to see the younger guys take that approach. Uh, so let it be known, you can you can have a hard race. You can race hard for a win without dumping the guy in front of you. Uh, I hope all drivers take that note and go into 2023 and race a little bit cleaner and actually try to pass a guy instead of just moving him into the wall. So with that, that's Paul's final thoughts and that's the truth with some cheese on it yeah. ain't no
0: meatloaf between these
2: buns <laughs> i'm hungry i could go for some meatloaf
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh real quick uh thank you everyone um for joining us tonight uh thank you Han for joining us uh that was fun kind of getting you know we had a spotter we had a crew chief we had racers we've had you promoters. know promoters, promoters promoters coming on And now we got a reporter, a broadcaster. Like, it kind of gives everyone a different side of, there's not just when you show up to a track, you get got the drivers. There's so much more to short track racing and racing in general. So um, but thank you, everyone, for joining. And real quick, um, check in with your friends and family. Uh, The ones who need the most help are the ones who don't want your help. Sometimes all it takes is open ear to help somebody through a rough time. So with that. Thank you, everyone.
2: Yep. Thanks for tuning in. Everybody have a great Monday. Have a great week. We'll see you here next, next Monday live in studio.
0: With the Gary Howe. Yep. Thank you, folks. Take care.